Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, we're recording. You start. Okay, first of all, do not tell me what to do. Walked right into that one. All right. Hey, guys, I'm Annie. And I'm Bryce. And we are the Nobodies. Experts on nothing. Opinions on everything. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode of The Nobodies. Uh, This week, my guest is a reporter, stand-up comedian, and on-air host. When she's not hanging out with her dog or her fiancé, she's covering all things entertainment, including reality dating shows like The Bachelor and, as of yesterday... Joe Millionaire for Richer or Poorer. Here to talk about it, please welcome a true somebody, Danny Golub. Hi, Danny. Hi. I feel like I'm definitely a nobody. You are not a nobody. (laughs) You are not a nobody. Okay. You are a somebody. And this is is the, this is anybody who comes on our podcast, regardless of stature or however they feel about themselves, is a somebody. Because we are the, we are the nobodies, um, quintessentially. That is, that's what's going on. But, you know, thank you for coming on. You have such, you know, we met on Instagram. I actually know you from watching you on Chelsea Lately stuff. And so, and so I feel like I know you via Instagram and that as well. And so I feel like it's been a long time coming. That is so nice of you. I mean, a lot of people really, you know, the people that watch that show really were invested in it. So the Chelsea show, which was, that's, I mean, so nice. And I feel like I've, uh, like people will come out and be like, they, we miss you on Chelsea. I'm like, yeah, I miss it too. Like <laughs> something that I, yeah. you know, I'm just sitting here. I have a podcast called the nobodies. You think I want to be a nobody <laughs> the whole time? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, well, so I, we know, I know that you love reality, like specifically yes. reality dating shows. You are, you are so up on this kind of stuff. And I kind of just wanted to pick your brain about these shows because it feels like every year, you know, more and more of these reality competitions keep springing up in the zeitgeist, a word that we were, you know, now now it's our favorite word because we were yeah. talking about it before we started <laughs> recording. Um, but especially in January, I think this is weird. So The Bachelor usually always premieres in January. Yes, yes. We have this, we have now, we, you know, I, I requested that you watch with me kind of hate watch uh, Joe Millionaire for Richer or Poorer. Yeah. So we both watched that, but that also came up in January. Do you think it's like, you know, this idea that it's, you know, it's a new year and I didn't achieve what I wanted to. So let's watch some hot trash uh, TV and for, with people that whose lives are much worse than ours. What do you, what do you think they, this January date is? I think that from my understanding, January is also the most popular time to download dating apps. I think it's kind of like the oh. new year, new me, I'm going to get back into dating. And I think in some ways, reality TV, going on a reality TV show to find love and dating apps have become synonymous in some ways for me in the moment that we're in in culture. I feel like it's like, People used to look down on meeting someone on the internet. Now I met my fiance on Hinge and everyone's like, oh, Hinge is great. And I feel like the similar thing happened kind of with these reality dating shows. It used to be so taboo, but now it's like you said, there's so many of them from Love is Blind to Married at First Sight to The Bachelor to Love Island. Like I can't even count how many of the reality dating shows there are. So it's like there are so many successful couples that have come off these kinds of shows that I think people get to a certain point where they're just like, all right, if nothing else is working, I'll just throw my name in the mix. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is such a good point. It's so funny that you point out that 
like January is when people start doing dating apps because I just seriously recently, I think that my New Year's resolution was to get rid of them all. Mm-hmm. I'm still on one. I got I, I will shout this out. I'm on, I'm still on Raya and which is so dumb because I have to pay for that. And, yeah. but Chelsea actually got me on Raya. She was the one that was like, we need to get you on Raya Bryce. And they're like, <laughs> of course I'm like, I like, I immediately got in because she was, I was like, who referred you? And it's like, Chelsea Hammer. And so, so she, you know, I was able to get on there and I, I just, I can't give that one up, but I have to get rid of the, the, all of the other ones. I'm single, as you probably can guess, if you've ever utter, listened to a sentence of this podcast. Um, but I will say that it was really, for me, at least, um, the reason why I did it is because it just feels like almost like Candy Crush. It's like a game for people. Totally. Like they, they a lot of, you know, especially like Bumble, where the girl has to make the first move. So then you're kind of like waiting. And then all of my, you know, like you see the clock and it just runs out and they just disappear forever. And I just kind of got tired of, I just got tired of that. So I, I don't know. I mean, do you have any advice? I, I don't know. You're, you're engaged. Do you have any I advice mean, for me? Like We met on a dating app and it was in January, funny enough, four years ago, <laughs> four years ago, this <laughs> month. Um, so I guess I was right there with you. I can't even tell you how many dating app dates I went on. I'm going to spill some tea right now. I also applied for The Bachelor. Did really? the audition process. I waited in one of those lines. Oh God. Like at Costa Mesa, I think it must've been at like the Hilton there. They had like an audition and I got, it was for Ben Higgins season at the time. Okay. And I was at a point where I was just like, screw it. Like I'm throwing my name in the mix too. I went on hundreds of dating app dates. Like I think I forced myself at one point, just like once a week to get myself out there. And yeah. I was doing stand up at the time. So I was like, if nothing else comes from it, at least funny stories. Like, Gold. I can't, I can't even tell you, like, I had a guy that brought his parents on our first date. <laughs> I had like, so I think the best <laughs> advice is just like find humor in it. And then like, wait, 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 wait. I mean, I can tell you the story. We went to a Kings game, which he told me he had season tickets to whatever. He didn't inform me that it was his parents' season tickets. <laughs> So we arrive and next to us is his parents. He like leaves to go, I don't know, go to the bathroom, get food. Takes like 45 minutes to do that at any sporting event. So I'm sitting there with his mom and dad and they're like, how do you know our son? I'm like, Bumble 15 (laughs) 15 minutes ago. (laughs) So this was your first date. First date. Mm -hmm. Yep. So so dating apps like did not go so well for me. I mean, like, I guess in the end of it, I have to say thank you to them. But yeah. I was my fiance's first dating app date, first hinge date. So he can just like go screw himself. That's like, yeah, know. totally. He's like, he is totally like, he has to get out of the yeah. picture at all because that's mm-hmm. like with people when you hear actors who are like, oh, yeah, this is my first edition. And exactly. Like, friends or whatever sure. like it's like so <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's like the it's like the biggest I mean, show you could possibly the river all the riverdale kids it was yeah, their first exactly. audition besides cole sprouse like i listened to their oh, yeah. interviews like cammy mendez was like fresh out of like acting school at nyu i was like oh geez sounds nice <laughs> i i cannot stand those people <laughs> yeah everything I've, is like such a struggle so, yeah. So anyway, I mean, I don't know if like the correlation has anything to do with these shows launching in January, maybe trying to make people feel better about themselves about getting on dating apps, or if it's just like, listen, I, I think, think you're, you're on something. I think you're I on something like that. I mean, obviously there's a, there's other shows that come on in the summer, like Love Island and, you know, we yeah. get into those things, but like, I guess, w- why do you think people love these shows in general? Do you think it's to like kind of d- hate watch or do you think that people are actually like trusting the process or- what do you make of that? Or from from your experience, like covering these shows, what have what have you heard from fans? It's a little bit of both. I think that there are still so many people who watch these shows as like hopeless romantics, hoping that real love stories can and will come out of them. I mean, so many of them have. Like you look at some 
bachelor couples in specific, like so many of them have multiple children, like Jade and Tanner have three kids, you know, like they're, and they met on paradise. And then you have Sean and Catherine from the bachelor. They have kids together. You have, you know, couples like Nate and Michelle who met last season on the bachelorette and they're together now. And it's just like, I don't know. I think that there's a big part of it that is really people wanting to watch people fall in love. And then I think that there's like the guilty pleasure of it all of it just being like, you know, just making them feel less bad about their own dating lives because yeah. they're watching people's lives implode on television. You know, it's like, oh, okay, I guess I don't feel as bad about my Tinder date going poorly because <laughs> look what's happening and this person's doing it in front of a million people. <laughs> that is such that is such a good point. I mean, I, I I know that you you cover The Bachelor a lot and for your job, and I I I really don't want to talk about The Bachelor because as I told you right up right before we went and started recording, like we on this podcast, Annie and I don't particularly love The Bachelor. We've tried to cover it multiple times. It just doesn't work. I I expect you not to say anything because I know that this is your livelihood. So I'm, I'm not asking you to say anything, but I'm just telling you that, you know, it's, it is interesting because from, from the point you just made, because I feel that that way too. It's like, it is so entertaining. There's a lot of, especially the network shows because they're so um, regimented, I think, you know, whereas maybe the Netflix shows or these other, these other streaming services have a little bit more leeway to kind of like do whatever they want. And it feels like, even though it's not like the bachelor and even Joe millionaire, which we're going to get into is, you know, it feels like this it's happening in real time, even though it's not, you know, like Netflix, yeah. it seems like, Oh, this happened three summers ago and they're just airing it now. You know, this seems, this, it seems like you're, you're really watching something in real time. And I also think that, you know, people do enjoy the, I just wish it, I, I don't know what I wish for it. And I want to ask you this a little bit later, maybe, but I I'm trying to figure out like kind of how you, how they could maybe make it better. So it's not so like such like a cattle cattle call, but anyway, we'll get into that in a second. But uh, I just wanted to say that we just, we've tried to cover the bachelor and it just has never worked out for us. We did pilot Pete season and then we tried to watch Matt's season. Um, and it was just like, all right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, listen, there are so many good reality dating shows out there. Like uh, the ones from Netflix in particular, like Too Hot to Handle. You have oh, that's Love a good is one. Blind. I mean, I watched, uh, it wasn't Netflix. I think it was HBO Max, but F Boy Island was incredible. Like there's so many great reality dating shows now. I mean, would you ever as a single person ever consider applying? Because I I spilled my tea, like I applied. So. Oh, for sure. No, absolutely. I actually, I think, I don't know if we actually ended up doing that on this podcast, but I went, I applied for Love Island. Mm. And I was, I like, I went through that. We answered all the questions and I, and I, you know, submitted and Annie's been trying to get me on a dating, like a, like one of these shows for a really long time. I don't know that I would do the bachelor. I think I'd have to, I think I would want to do one of the shows that like either you're coming into not too hot to handle, obviously. I mean, obviously I could, I could definitely, I could definitely <laughs> yeah, get, get absolutely. on the cast there. Like no problem. Like they just take one look at me, but uh, no, but uh, I, I feel like it would be something more like, I think that like bachelor in paradise would be something I would be more into than like yeah, yeah. competing for one girl or like doing that too hot to handle or love is blind. Like Annie wants me to go on love is blind. Here's why she thinks I'm very type like I have a singular oh, yeah, type. Yeah. And well, I was gonna I was gonna pitch married at first sight too. I've I during the pandemic, I binged maths as the as the fans maths. call it. Um what I is became, that? wait a minute, what's that? It's their acronym for married at first oh, sight. Maths. Big math scale now. Um <laughs> it's 
crazy. It's arguably like the most realistic reality show because they pick normal, normal freaking people. Like no one is like, that's the part that I find challenging with so many reality shows is like everyone, I look at Love Island and everyone's a model. I'm like, I don't see myself in that. So that's what I found so cool about Married at First Sight. It was like, no, these are real, real people. I think I felt more similarly with that with Love is Blind. It felt like mm-hmm. these were like real people, like not to say that they weren't attractive. It was just Jessica. like, <laughs> yeah, it was just like, it was just like, it felt a little more authentic. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, who knows? You might, I, you might get another submission, anonymous yeah. submission. Well, I might throw reason, your name in the mix. Well, and the reason why this sounds, this is so pretentious, but the reason why I, I, I was ineligible at ultimately is because I worked at CBS and you yeah. can't be on like, again, it's like, okay. yeah. Well, really like, I, that is, that is a huge, I think so many people who are on reality shows can't have, they, they don't want people who know the business, you know, right. because, because like they're going to see right through it. And so when I applied to the bachelor or like whatever I applied, to, I applied to the circle as well. If you know, it's not That's a, dating a good one, show, but I love the circle. And so it's not dating, but it has dating aspects. It's a little so, big brothery, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. There is like a lot of like flirtation, I suppose that happens, but everyone's behind uh screen. Yeah, so you can't, screen. you can't see anybody, but yeah. So I, it's interesting. And when we were briefly touched on too hot to handle. I think that there are a lot of parallels between too hot to handle and the original Joe millionaire in the sense that I think it is a perfect stunt that can happen once. Um, and the original Joe millionaire, the, the context of the show was that the women didn't know that he wasn't actually rich. And then after that, you know, after getting 30 million views for that, you know, season finale, the following season tanked. And I think that something kind of similar in my opinion with too hot to handle, it was like season one, none of them knew what the premise of the yes. show was. And then season two, like I watched it and I couldn't even finish. Cause I was like, eh, it just yes. didn't feel as authentic. So like that, there is that like perfect bubble, which I wonder with love is blind. Like it, if season two is going to be as good as season one, some of them really have this like one season effect. That is a good point. The only way that it could, I feel like with love is blind that it could really work is if, you know, it, the only reason why I feel like it could maybe work is because no one can see anyone. Yeah. And like there, but even though they know what's going to happen and that it's going, I mean, or they like lock them in longer. I don't know. I mean, some, something that, because I totally agree with you about um, both Joe Millionaire and um, Too Hot to Handle. Cause I feel like they should have done like a saw, a, like if you've seen the saw movies, it's like you have, they, they like, I think two of them happen at the same time. It's almost mm-hmm. as if they should have, you know, like filmed two different. That two is a really season. good point. I think, then, yeah, that's a good point. Like parallel universes. <laughs> almost, almost. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that I would say, I, I mean, I would definitely say I'm, uh, I wouldn't even say I'm unlucky in love. I mean, I feel like it's just like not an, a non-existent, non-existent type thing. Like I almost watch these shows and it's like, so it seems like so foreign because I've never, I've never been in a serious relationship. And so it's interesting that I uh, like watching it. I'm like, how would you even, it's not that I'm not open to, to that. Cause I certainly am, but it is interesting when you're kind of the, the show and especially like Joe millionaire, let's just talk about it. But it's like, um, with, do we dare? Do we dare? <laughs> so let me just let's just let's just set it up, and I'll get into the point that I was going to make. So we watched Joe Millionaire for Richard Report, which is airing on Fox. Um, it is a continuation of the first cycle of Joe Millionaire from um, what is it, two thousand two, two thousand three, yeah, okay, two thousand three. And like as you mentioned, the original show hoodwinked women into believing an average Joe was a millionaire to see if these women were in it for love or for money. So, Danny, can you explain what this new iteration is about as well? 
Yeah. So I think that there are two of them and the women don't know which one is rich and which one is not. And they're trying to fall in love while also trying to figure out which one of them is the one with the money, which is more sustainable. Like you can do for that sure. for multiple seasons because you can have as many, you could have as many duos of men or women, you know, and mm -hmm. then have it have the rest of the cast not know. But do you think it's which. pretty obvious who is the millionaire? I knew right John? off the bat. I knew right off so the bat. I. I, I just context clues. I think one of the women said it, but like, if you act like you have money, then you probably don't have money. Yes. And if you're not as flashy with like the gold watches and the telling all the stories about travel that Kurt was doing, I right away was like, Steven is the one with the money. And I lived in the Midwest for a while. I, I went to school in Wisconsin. And like, Ooh. I know that middle America, like these companies that like, I don't even know, iron, cement, crops, like that is yes. where big money is. And like, Huge. I think people don't realize that like living in LA, people think it's like, oh, it's celebrities or these CEOs. It's like, sure. But also like some people get really rich off doing one thing really well. And it seems like I could just tell that cowboy, cowboy Steven had it. <laughs> so. No, and you're, you're totally right because I'm from Nebraska and there's so many millionaires Totally. Like just in Nebraska alone because of farming and, and, you know, everything that you mentioned, it's funny that you say that about L or the people because living in LA as we do, it's because everyone acts like they're rich. Like they act like kind of, they, they, there's a phrase here. I don't know if you've heard it. It's like the, people say they're car rich, like people drive BMWs, but they park them in, you know, apartment, apartment complexes. And you're like, okay, yeah, you're spending all your money on your car. And it's it broken into like every night. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, how does that even work? So it's funny to see that juxtaposition. But yeah, there's so much money. So if you knew that going into it, like just knew, knowing that there's so much money in farming, even though it is like sort of a facade, you would. And I feel like uh, the women were able to sort of figure that out. This felt like it was a little bit more of an even playing field. Because like you said, like it's really, they, they, they said it was about finding love. But to me, the the idea of falling in love and potentially getting engaged i saw a ring in the promo like without talking about financials with someone like explicitly feels like the most irresponsible yeah. thing i've ever Especially heard if you're worth 10 million dollars yeah so one it, guy it, is worth 10 million dollars yeah. everyone just so you know like right and then the other one can we talk about the other one for a second because like they're acting like he's this like I don't know, like massively in debt, but he's also the CEO of a construction company, which like leads me to believe he's not worth zero dollars. Like he probably, <laughs> he probably has a lovely career and could like have a nice life. Like I felt bad for him. A yeah, bit. he could easily, I mean, and he could easily turn it around. I mean, one, one job could turn his whole company around, not to say he'd be $10 million rich, but you know. Yeah, that was just like a little bit strange. Um, and I mean, I don't know how much we want to get into all of this, but the fact that, you know, Steven sent home Caroline because she had matched with him on hinge in the past. Yes. Felt to me like a giant production error. Like it was just like, <laughs> why are we showing this? Totally. Like, I, I was just like, that felt like the kind of thing where it was just like, it was a, the episode was only an hour. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was like, it felt like that wasted like 10 minutes of the hour so on, someone that's not even going to be in the show that like 
also probably won't even remember the fact that he flew on a helicopter on his Instagram. Like, I just found that to be very strange. I know that is, I mean, if you think about probably all the people that you follow, I mean, yeah, you'd probably know, but you don't know this person explicitly. So I I also don't know how much a helicopter costs where he lives. And like, if it's a part of like, I don't know, like what he does for work. Like, I don't know your life. So I just was thinking about guys that I had matched with on dating apps and then have subsequently followed on social media. The last thing I'm thinking about is like how much money their Instagram makes them seem like they have. Because like I said before, like all of that stuff could be fucking sure. Like you make such a good point. It's like everybody, again, especially in LA, everybody tries to like flex on this stuff. They're like, Oh, in a helicopter, like riding around in a Maserati. It's like, yep. Shut up everybody. Like it, it, that doesn't mean. And then again, going back to their like studio apartment in the Valley and yep. Hanging out where I'm reporting to you live from right now. Same, same, same. (laughs) I'm in the valley. Um, That's what that's what made me think of it. (laughs) Yeah, same. I'm in Sherman Oaks. Um, but yeah, so I just and and the one other thing that I want to bring up before we get into all the women is just like I was a little bummed that it was just like two white dudes. Like I was really hoping that like with all of the diversity we've seen on reality dating shows over the last couple years, um I was really hoping that with this one, I think the cast of women is a bit more diverse, but like with that, I just thought it would be cool to have like two dudes that like literally, they even joked like how similar they were and how their lives were. And like, it just felt like, yes, I hear what you're saying about like trying to make it similar as to not know which one's richer or not. But like, I just think like, I don't know. It would have been nice to see a little diversity on the lead front. For sure. I, I agree with you there. And I, I will say though that, so Steven is the, the, farmer he's the he's, he's the rich one and then what is it kurt? um kurt, his name is kurt. kurt and his kurt has like about as long of hair as i do oh, yeah he does so i was i will say that i was like gosh you know i i was gonna cut my hair and now i'm like looking at kurt and i'm like hmm, maybe i shouldn't anyway that's really beside the point but i agree with you about it, it does seem like they were it was clearly a conscious decision to make them seem similar and i don't know if that was in order to like throw off the women or something like I'll whatever just say it didn't throw me off well so. yeah like whatever reason behind them looking similarly or like almost like brothers or cousins or something was did not pay off i think the way that they thought it would um but there's eight so there's 18 women and two guys so after two episodes airing what do you expect like what do you what are you expecting to see on the show basically i mean essentially from the preview it just i guess what i'm trying to get at is kind of those classic tropes of these shows you know we're we're in and you know you mentioned you know what a ripoff of the bachelor it is and so i just wanted to hear your sort of thoughts from that perspective i mean just aesthetically it's a ripoff of the bachelor like there's a mansion the girls all arrive in like the limos or like bentley's or whatever they were coming up in and then like they i mean we could talk about like specifics but like they needed to put the girls lower thirds on for longer because i don't know oh my god we were texting about that yeah i was like i don't know any of their names so like but they were trying to have that similar like look and feel to what the bachelor has but i I think long term on this show the girls are actually going to be distracted by trying to figure out who is rich and who is not to the point where like, I think that that actually ends up taking away from the relationships in some way. I think that's sort of why with a show like F boy Island, when I was watching that at a certain point, they actually revealed who the F boys and who the nice guys were. And I thought that that actually helped because the girls were so fixated on trying to figure out who the F boys were that like it was stunting the actual relationships blossoming. And I think with this show, unless at some point they just tell them, like, I think that there was one girl, I want to say her name was Amanda. 
But like, I could just get the vibe from her that she was just like a nosy bitch and like wanted to know who was the rich one. But like, literally, once that came up, she was just like, I literally, the relationship was thrown out the window. She just like had to know. And I in yeah. some way relate to that because I just was like, I can't live here with people lying to me. <laughs> I mean, it's true. And it, it probably is just like you're Clouded. eating up your brain, you totally. know, it's eating up your whole, like, how could you possibly focus or fixate on no. finding love or making a connection if you're just constantly trying to figure out who's rich or who's not also goes to show like, why did I think the point that they're trying to make is like, why does that matter? But I yeah. get it. It would be, it would be distracting for sure. And it's, yeah, it's a bit shallow. And, and, and also like, I, I think we were texting about this a bit too, but just like, Sometimes I'm shocked with like the quality of women or people in general that like sign up for these shows. Like, some yes. of these are, like uh, there's like a lawyer, someone who's a mom, like all these women who are real estate agents who own their own companies. Like a lot of them, one of them is a real estate agent who did like a $13 million deal last year. I'm like, get off this show. <laughs> what are you doing? Yes. That's what I was going to ask you. You know, why are, why do you think these like, you know, beautiful women, accomplished women are going on know, these shows? I think it just like, harps back to what I said before. It's like, I think dating apps and reality dating shows are becoming synonymous in some way. And I think especially this past two years being in a pandemic, so many people have had so many struggles when it comes to dating. I have so many friends who have like wanted to put themselves out there, but haven't felt safe to do so. And so I think it's like these shows do create an environment where there's potential to find love and like there's COVID testing. It's safe. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. know that that sounds silly, but it's like, and it's also an experience and people are craving experiences right now that I think maybe someone like, I think the single mom was Carolyn who I thought was really beautiful. And like, she just like wanted to meet someone. And it felt like, I was like, I understand yeah, why someone like that would go on because it's like, how else if her son can't, be protected from the virus and she can't get out and go meet people. It's like, okay, maybe this is an opportunity for her, but that's a really good point. And so Caroline, like, Caroline, just so like, if you guys haven't watched, which you should just watch this, the first episode. It's yeah, pretty, she had a it's connection with Kurt. She said it was love yes. at first sight. Yeah. Which is the man bun guy. So he, yeah. they had like, and they couldn't like keep their eyes off each other, which mine reminded me of when with uh, Claire and Dale from the bath. Oh my like, God. You're right. Like, you're right. What I just thought, I mean, it must be crazy to think about that. I mean, obviously the producers can only do so much, but it's, it would be so crazy to have that happen and then be like, wait a minute. So they're okay. This is it, you know, but he obviously had more connections with other girls too. So it wasn't like that was overtaking it, but you know, it, it's almost like a contingency for that not to happen because there's two of them. <laughs> so it's kind of like, Oh, well, if they go right off into the sunset, then at least we have somebody else to. Yeah. That is an interesting, another it's an interesting point. I, I think it does pull a lot of parallels from The Bachelor, from F-Boy Island, the more I think about it, because yeah. F-Boy Island had three women and then and a F-Boy Island on what? HBO Max? Sorry to HBO Max. Two of the producers from The Bachelor actually, or a few of them actually created the show after they left. But oh, either way, um, it, it, it does have a lot of similarities of those two shows. And what I thought was interesting, though, is in the first episode, I paused the TV at one point, and we were 35 minutes in, and none of them, neither of the two men had spoken to any of the women yet. We were just still discussing the fact that one of them was rich and one of them was not like the butler was working overtime. And I was like, we have not had one conversation. I was like, so it just felt like so fixated on that, that I'm hopeful 
if I continue watching the show that like, which like I probably will because I just get so sucked into reality <laughs> dating shows. But it's just like, I hope that like we actually, cause I'm someone who watches this stuff cause I really do like to see the relationships and then like follow along with these people's stories. So I would hope that we actually can like let go of the money thing a little bit For and sure. like lean into who are these people? Like, can there be a connection formed? I mean, they tease an engagement ring, but I don't know. I agree. I think that what I what I do think is funny about that is that like also just the butler is I don't yeah. I was trying to figure out I, I of course I see I, I can't watch you're you work in production entertainment in, in entertainment. It's so hard for me to watch these type of shows because I'm like, oh well, this person's doing this, like the way the yeah. production works. It's like I can't I, I hate myself and I hate the fact that I have that I'm actually projecting this out loud too. But I sometimes I'm thinking so I'm like, oh, I wonder if the butler was like a leftover from the other season. I was trying to figure out if he was the, if there was oh, a Oh, I was trying to figure out if the butler was even really British because his accent was like not convincing. <laughs> it me. Was, was going like, in and out. It was right. going in and out. Oh, is this, like, is this just like a SAG actor that they like hired <laughs> to pretend to be British? <laughs> also, he was so funny because he would let, or no, not him. He wasn't funny, but like the way, I feel like they were like working out at one point, like the two guys is like, I wonder what Martin, Martin? would say. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot his name. It was just so it was so disingenuous. Like they, yeah. it was totally a fed line from like a I don't know. I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. It did it did feel like these guys, these two guys, have both like maybe auditioned to be the bachelor before and it didn't work out for them. Yeah. So they planned it. It just felt like and a lot of the women too, it just felt like people who have tried out for other reality dating shows and like landed up here. Yeah. I don't know how, but there was I just can't of- believe I can't believe people still I can't believe women specifically I mean could still do this do these One shows of them like is an gorgeous women like these what? these women are like yeah. so accomplished and beautiful and like I don't like the one girl we were laughing I was we were texting and I was laughing about the girl who's a lawyer and a bottle service girl yeah so but it's like got, she probably makes girl. so much money she probably oh, makes get so you a much girl money. Who, could, who can do both you know I mean. <laughs> She's also, it's like this girl, Jenny, I think it was her name. And she was like, she's a lawyer and a bottle service girl. And she walks in and she saunders in and she's like, well, I don't need any money. I just got yep. a settlement for whatever you mentioned. And I'm like, so then wait a minute. You're literally a bottle service girl, a lawyer, and you have money like this. There's something wrong with this picture, but. And, and based on the, um, amount of filler I saw on this episode. I don't know if any of these girls are going to want to move to Texas to live with Steven. <laughs> it seems like they all want to be in LA. It looks like everyone was having like a mild allergic reaction to something else. <laughs> it was oh a lot. Oh my God, that was so, I mean, seriously. It was, it, is, it was puffy. So I just was a like- girl who was 22, whose lips were like is, I, as I large as my hand. She's such a pretty girl. I'm like, why are we doing this to ourselves? But regardless, it's like, it felt a little like I heard them throw around. uh, I heard them throw around the like, someone's not here for the right reasons. Like, and then someone slept with someone in in the crew. And I was just like, these girls are thirsty. You know what I mean? It's like, they want Instagram followers. They want, you know, so it just, I don't know if like, a real well, you, love story can come out of it. I don't know. And that was the that was a point that I was going to make. I'm glad. Thank you for bringing that back up because you know you look at people who are who were on The Bachelor, like you know even like Cassie Randolph, who is you know has a has like a long as a serious boyfriend. I mean, all these people like they do get stuff out of this by doing it. Hell, I followed like four girls that were on the show. On I know. Instagram. I mean, I, yeah. it's like I mean, what there the hell were a couple of them. Me? This episode of The Nobodies is brought to you by emilyroggenberg.com. Why didn't you use the sexy voice? 
Uh, you mean your psychopath voice? It was my psychopath voice? I definitely thought it was my sexy voice. Well, it's not, and it's appalling. But you know what's not appalling is apparel, specifically from emilyroggenberg.com. Ain't that the truth? Her hometown apparel that represents Cleveland, New York, and Los Angeles are so tight. Oh my God, we've talked about your use of the word tight. All right, well, I think her products are awesome. Okay, well, that I completely agree with. Emily Roggenberg's clothing is top of the line with unique designs and beautiful neutrals that you can wear for any occasion. You truly can wear them anywhere. The bar, the coffee shop, trips to get burritos. Trips to get burritos? Okay, whatever. Um, but yes, right now you can save 20% off your purchase when you order on emilyroggenberg.com. That's right. 20% off at emilyroggenberg.com. Promo code nobody. Guys, I promise you will not be disappointed. Annie, I just ordered my oversized sweatshirt to keep me cozy in the cool months. I really don't love that sentence, but I really do love that you finally ordered it. Woohoo! It's the small wins. <laughs> oh my God, pushing it with that woohoo. And now back to the show. Okay, but I, I know we, I want to, I want to wrap up because I know we're taking a lot of your time, but uh, I want to know what is the most, out of all these shows, what do you think the most inventive, um, dating show out there is like what was what was the one that you were like oh this is a really good idea you know with all, more than newer ones maybe not like the bachelor because that's been on for so long and it's yeah it's been like 20 years. such a juggernaut success that you know yeah gosh i think that i mean i've i've said it mentioned it quite a few times already but i really do think love is blind was like a cultural phenomena like everybody was talking about it because yes. it was something that was different and it was something that people could really like see themselves having success in and i think like lauren and cameron the you know couple and i think there's amber and barnett i think there are a few that are still married and so mm -hmm. i think so many reality shows the reputation that they get is no one real comes from it, right? Like there's no real relationships, but that show had one season and to have like two at least successful marriages from it, if not more successful relationships is, yeah. is pretty impressive. And I think it kind of does what a lot of other shows are trying to do in the sense that like Joe Millionaire, for example, is trying to get you not to focus on money or, you know, Love is Blind was trying not to get you to focus on looks, but it really was just like, it felt like, the most human, you know, it just yeah. felt like real people having real conversations and then like really giving it a try before going to the altar and getting married, you know, I mean, well, and the people when they would go and they would finally, I mean, it was like, the, even, even after meeting and talking to them, you know, talking to their person for so long, they were like, I mean, the tears were streaming down their eyes. Like when they would see each other, it, it was, it yeah. was insane. Like that the was reveals. an insane sight. Yes. Like just having to be like, I miss you. You've never even seen this person. And they're like, yes, I miss you. it's like, what? How? The reveals, the reveals were crazy in that show. So I feel like that one is definitely one that I feel like has been really innovative in recent years and like really got people talking. I'll be curious to see how season two goes because season one was like such a hit and like mm -hmm. it created instant stars out of these people that like, I'll be, yeah, just interested to see if a, it has the same success with couples. If people really continue to go on it for like the quote unquote right reasons and like, yeah. or if people start to go on it as like wanting to become influencers or whatever because i think that that naturally happens more once someone sees like a lauren and cameron have millions of followers and Absolutely. have created careers out of this it's like someone now might be going on with different intentions so yeah i don't know i mean i think that they're all fun to watch i think love is blind has been one that really stood out to me over the past couple of years but like 
TikTok, Love is Blind. Like we were all talking about it for like, what was it? January of 2020. Right. Now it's January of 2022 and I still have not seen another season. And that is literally the perfect quarantine show. Like you are in your own pod. Yes. So I don't, they have no excuse. Like yes. if, if, if like, I don't know, all these other shows are doing it like in bubbles around, like figure it out. Um, a side note, have you seen Evan Marriott, the original Joe Marionette recently? Cause he looks no. like the, the Unabomber. And oh, no. Randy, like, they, like the Unabomber and Randy Quaid had a baby. Um, oh, he's no. like very... oh my god! <laughs> he wait. He we'll like really, he had like like a then and now for him is really something. It's it's quite it's quite striking. <laughs> I was I saw him and I was like, I mean, did he just like I don't know? Now he could go on Love Is Blind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's our show. Thank you so much again, Danny, for coming on. Um, you guys can and should follow her at Danny Golub on Instagram. And please check out her website for all of her awesome content and credits at dannygolub.com. Danny, is there anything else you would like to plug? No, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. I'm oh happy my god, to come well, back anytime. Yes, you should. You'll have to come back when Annie's here too, and we'll we'll have we'll have a great discussion because I got to tell you, which you didn't even get into, she hate, despises Taylor Swift, and I am a Swifty, and we need I need some back. I like yeah. I, we, need to, we need to corner her. And I've like, tried to cut people who don't like Taylor Swift out of my life. <laughs> My doormat, my doormat to my house literally says, I hope you like Taylor Swift. So uh, you enter this Yes, I saw it on your Instagram. That's so good. Yeah. So we'll we'll have to like, we'll have to come and like ruin her day at some point when Taylor releases sure. her next album. Her 1989, theory. I think yeah. it's going to be. So fingers ooh, crossed. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. And you guys also can watch Joe Millionaire for Richard Report on Fox on Thursdays. So thanks. Thanks so much. Okay, so if you guys are not already doing so, please follow us on Instagram at Nobody's Pod, at Andy underscore Wilk, and at Bryce Advice. It's the exact same on TikTok. Twitter is at Nobody's The Pod. Same for our personals. And you can always email us at noexpertallopinion at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. We hope you have an amazing weekend. And more importantly, a mediocre week. Thanks, guys. The Nobody's Podcast is produced by me, Annie Wilkinson, and Bryce McClay. It is recorded remotely in small, crummy apartments in the San Fernando Valley. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.